Lights, camera, action. you for giving us your time today oh no worries thank you so i mean yeah we just wanted to ask just some questions we've been going through um in advance kind of our favorite christmas films ready for december bad santa one and two being two of them so obviously no one better to speak to than uh, someone that's been in both so great to speak to you today no thanks for having me glad that uh I think when we were doing Bad Santa, the first one, I don't think any of us really had any idea that we'd be, what, maybe 18 years later and still <laughs> talking about it. So uh, I think there was probably actually some worries as it was being made, whether it would ever even be released because, you know, like nowadays it's the whole R-rated, you can make any season of movie R-rated and it just happens now. But like back then it was pretty touch and go with how people were going to view this and, uh, yeah, to think that we'd be in this spot where people, so many people watch it every year and are still talking about it. I don't think anyone thought that. I mean, going all the way back, I mean, how did you get the role? Because I can't imagine you what, eight years old looking through, looking for, for roles yourself. So how did you end up being Kidding Bad Santa? Well, it all, it, like it started, I was probably about two three years old and my parents tried to do the whole kind of commercial baby kid thing with me so it's i guess that's how most kids start so i never got anything i was not the cute commercial kid they were looking for i guess <laughs> so i just went away and then i had a younger sister and they tried the same thing and uh, i wasn't acting at all at that time i was probably five or six and she went for a commercial audition and i just got dragged along because there was no babysitter and they asked me if i wanted to audition i ended up getting the part so she's never really let me live that one down. So that's kind of how I ended up getting back into it and then just auditioning. And uh, that audition process was the most kind of intense out of anything that I had ever done up until that point for sure. And probably still, there was like five or six auditions going back and forth between LA because I'm based out of Vancouver in Canada. Yeah. So they were auditioning all over North America for that thing. So to even get a look at it from the start, I was so lucky, but uh, I just, and Terry said this too, it's just, I had the look they were looking for and it just fell right <laughs> into place. Cause I mean, we were thinking that, how did your parents react when they saw the script? Because I didn't know if it was as advertised or imagine the first time. Oh, reading it was, it, it was, it was as advertised. <laughs> it was, uh, my family isn't exactly, is a little rough around the edges to begin with. So it's not exactly as though I hadn't heard anything, any language like that before, but it was, uh, it was more hearing like the volume of it. And of course at that age, my, my dad was the one who I was rehearsing with for all the auditions and everything. So it, once you've had your father hurl all that at you, having it hurled that by a stranger is really no problem at all. Um, because also, I mean, what was it like for you just being on a film set at that age? Because I mean, I don't know how much the director can kind of direct you outside of what you're already doing. And is that just an intense thing in itself, being around all of these people, being told, be here, be there, that kind of thing? I think I was even, I was young enough at that point that I don't think, maybe if I was a few years older, it would have kind of hit me and you start 
getting to the point you're thinking. But at that point, realistically, probably my mindset was that I eight years old, I get to spend a summer living in California. I got to go to Disneyland and stuff. So I think that was more kind of my mindset at that point. I wasn't, I don't know if I was necessarily old enough to grasp or no, I, I was old enough to grasp the role in the movie, but I don't think I was old enough to get into that kind of inside your own head level of cynicism where you start doubting yourself. I was too carefree at that point. So I think that being younger weirdly might've even been better. Like it's less scarring and damaging having been eight than maybe a little bit older where you can process more of it. So imagine you've got to be pretty um, like thick skinned to do the role because as much as it is playing a part, you're still having all these things screamed at you throughout filming it. So was that never an issue with just... Not for me. I know for Billy it was. He kind of, <laughs> it affected him, I think, more than it did me. He was always just profusely apologizing and never, re rehearsals, there was never any swearing. He always, which... To him, I don't know how he found a way to change that dialogue, even in rehearsal, yeah. to take out all the uh, cursing. That's that's a feat in itself. But uh, I, I, I don't know. I was a pretty grounded kid. I could tell yeah. what was real, what wasn't. So it was, uh, for me, it was no problem. But I know there was a lot of people on the outside looking in, and even on set who were kind of, oh, God. And my parents especially, <laughs> too, afterwards. Because it was all fun and everything while we were doing it. And then there was moments where, oh, my God, what are people going to think of us <laughs> as parents for doing this? But uh, no, it all turned out well, I think. Because the unrated version, I know, set the record for the most profanities ever in a Christmas film. So as well as doing well at, um, on how it was received, it broke all kinds of records there as well. And uh, I'm sure that's probably been sur surpassed now by other movies, but maybe not Christmas movies. We might still have no. the most in a Christmas <laughs> movie record, but I'm sure there's some other comedies out there that have just pumped them full of F-bombs even more than we did with that <laughs> one. Because we spoke to um, Devin Rattray, who was in Home Alone, and of course, when he finished it, his whole class could see that he was the kid in Home Alone kind of thing. And for you, I'd imagine that your class I would hope wasn't going into the cinemas and seeing bad Santa. So was anything different for you afterwards in terms of going into school and that kind of thing, or was it just back in business? No, it's, I've had like an exceedingly normal upbringing. It was my whole life has basically just been going to get to do these things and then being parachuted back into basically completely normal life. So I think that probably played an aspect in it as well. Maybe if it was a kid's movie, that was my first big thing that I did where everyone saw it, it might've completely changed and been a different experience. But uh, I, yeah, my, some of my friends definitely got found their way into the theater. I think we, uh, <laughs> Some people might have been giving us funny looks because I remember whenever it first came out, we got kind of a little family gathering together and we showed up for this R-rated movie and I had some friends. So my parents bringing in like four, like nine-year-olds <laughs> to this movie. And uh, so, yeah, don't know how that looked on them. <laughs> um, I saw an excerpt yesterday of um, Billy Bob's autobiography where he said if he could go back to like any time in his life, filming Bad Santa would be right up there as one of them. So was it particularly enjoyable to film was it that kind of atmosphere on set despite maybe some of the darker things that is being said during the film was it as enjoyable filming it oh i had a fantastic time uh i think it's one of those things especially when you're a kid on set maybe you're not going to get as accurate a representation of what everyone else is thinking and feeling because they're going <laughs> to put on the happy face when the kid's around 
but from what I saw him from talking to Billy and everyone involved with it, it's, it's, I think it stands out for a lot of people. It's kind of one of the more fun projects that we've all worked on. Yeah. Then coming around to the sequel, I guess, did you hear any kind of rumblings ahead of time? That was what was going to happen or did it all just kind of come at once and you get the call and was it any hesitation on your end to jump straight on? I, I had heard a number of times through the years. I'd heard from Billy. I'd heard from other people just reading stuff as well, but it, it was kind of at the point where the first time you hear it, it's like, oh yeah, it sounds good. And then each time you hear it, it becomes in your own mind, it becomes progressively less and less likely that it's ever going to happen where it's like the <laughs> fifth time. It's like, oh yeah. It's like, yeah, I've heard this story before, but it was, uh, I took, I actually straight out of high school. I took time off. I took four years off to go to university and didn't do any acting at all. So I just kind of wanted to focus on that. And then it was the day, I think it was two days after my last ever final exam for university, I got the call and they said, we have a script finally, and we want to do it. We want to start shooting in a few months. So I was like, and I had always intended to get back into acting. I just wanted to take that time away to do something else. So for me, the timing could not have been more perfect. It was like, I'm finally done. And I couldn't tell you how excited I was to be done with university. (laughs) I was fed up after a year and a half of that. So to get that call, that quickly after was fantastic so i had no hesitation getting back into it moving when you when you go back onto the set all those years later does that i know you say when you take four years out and you're coming back to something that's so so big and was probably still revered in the same way it is now was there any sense of nerves from you were you worried about anything or did you just read the script think great let's do it well i I read the script and said I'm in, let's do it. Cause I think at that point it was cause I wanted to get back into acting as I hadn't done anything in a little while. So I think it could have been just about anything. And I, I would have been willing to get back into it to be honest. But uh, there was definitely thoughts about how's it going to work and just the chemistry. But I remember going down probably a couple of weeks after reading the script for the first time to have my first meeting with Billy again. And it was within 15 minutes, it was just like that back into the swing of things so the chemistry was still there so uh no and we had a great time shooting it as well he didn't need to censor himself the second time around either no 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 (laughs) but the but the thing was i was excited because i was eight years old whenever i did the last one so i'm thinking fantastic billy's get i'm 21 now i get to go we're gonna be partying it's gonna be awesome i can finally get the full experience and then I showed up and he's like sober now and he's not drinking. And he's, <laughs> I, it's, I feel cheated. I I felt robbed of a bit of the experience. Didn't manage to get the full Billy Bob Thornton night out experience. No, I didn't. Um, no, I didn't. I guess the second time as well, you're understanding the jokes more than you would have when you're eight. I mean, I think one of the first scenes you're in is talking about popping your cherry. So it's like straight into it. It's right. That's the thing. That's it's, but it's that. The character doesn't understand it either. So it's, I personally understand it now, but Thurman was still just. Yeah. Um, IMDB um, say, we're never sure how accurate that is, that you had to put on weight to do the second film. So was that like your Matthew McConaughey moment, grinding it out, getting there? It was, well, I think Matthew McConaughey, it's a little, I think it's a lot less fun when you're going in the other direction. Yeah. I think I had the, uh, I had to take it off after, but that was a lot less under time constraints and kind of go at your own pace where this was, I think it was, I think I had about three, four months in the lead up before we started shooting. 
So that was kind of just open the floodgates and have whatever <laughs> you want. I think I ended up putting on about 50 or 60 pounds before we started shooting. So Warning. it was uh, hell, it was a hell of a time. Yeah. <laughs> what what an excuse, really. Just I know. Too- and they like they pay for the personal trainer and everything after, so it's like I I feel guilty not gaining more. <laughs> no. Um, what about when it came out the second time around? You're a lot more conscious about how the movie is going to do, how it's received. Was what was it like, kind of the first day it was released? Um. Well, I think it's no secret of how it did at the box office. I think it's. Uh, I went so to I see think- it at a cinema. I remember it. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's not great whenever it kind of flops out of the gate, but uh, to be honest, I once we kind of saw it's one of these things where when you're filming something you, and you're in it, you, you kind of get wrapped up in it. So it was inevitable that it was never going to hit the same way as the first one. So, because it's like we're talking about it 18 years later, I don't know if we're going to be talking about the sequel. 18 years later. I don't know if we're going to be talking about it two years from now, but um, so it's not always ideal, but I think uh, once you get to opening day, I think you've read some stuff and you've kind of already prepared yourself at that point. So it's kind of a, you lessen the blow over time, but I think the performance of it was not anything that any of us were all too pleased with, but you know, and that's, you take your lumps. Yeah. No chance of bad Santa three then. I don't think it's in the cards. I don't think. Yeah, hey, I you would have if ten years ago after hearing three times that we were going to do Bad Santa two, I wouldn't have said Bad Santa two was going to happen. So you never know. But uh, I think we I think we're going to let that one sit for a little while. <laughs> what what's the, like the most common thing for you when people recognize you as being, or more so, the kid from Bad Santa more than the name of the character that you get is. Is there a kind of frequent interaction you get with that kind of thing? It well, the now I haven't had a haircut in a while, so it's usually <laughs> a lot of times I keep my hair cut short. So if my hair is short, not a single word about anything. And then, but if I'm like, I'm don't think I'm going to be getting a haircut anytime soon. So I uh, think this Christmas, if I'm out and about at the grocery store, it's I'm going to be getting a lot of it. But. Uh, that's always a nice, like, I hear people get like, oh, they get pestered with coming up. Like, first of all, I'm not getting it enough. And it's when someone comes up to you and says, like, it recognizes you from something. I mean, to me, that's just, you've done something good enough that someone's willing to want to talk about it 18 years later. So you always take the time for that and be appreciative of that. But uh, I could definitely see, especially for younger people, like I was, again, like I said, my family kept me pretty grounded. They always were willing to knock me down a peg. So I could never get too high on myself, but I could definitely see how that, if you weren't well equipped to deal with that, especially at a young age, I can see how that could really mess some people up. Like I get how the messed up child star thing, I could totally see that in the certain situation. Yeah. Do do you like um, Christmas films in general or is it when you flick through the TV guide and you see bad Santas flattered everywhere, do you kind of turn away from it? I like the other Christmas movies. I do like Bad Santa. Like, I don't want to say I don't like Bad Santa. I think it's a great movie. It's just, I don't like watching myself and I've seen it enough at this point. But I do, I love Christmas movies. And uh, I, it's been, I'm trying to think last time I actually watched Bad Santa. Probably right before we shot the sequel is the last time I watched it. So it's not, not exactly an every year viewing for me, but uh, (laughs) other, other Christmas movies I enjoy. 
Is there anything that is an every year viewing for you? The one thing that's ever, not that it's a movie or anything, but the Mr. Bean Christmas special is the one thing <laughs> that I watch probably about five, five times every year when it's on. <laughs> Anytime it's on, record, I'll watch it all the time. I was uh, a bit of an out-of-the-box one. That wasn't quite where I thought that was going to go. <laughs> it is mainly old ones, though, now, isn't it? Like the, the newest one that I've seen more frequently is The Night Before with um, Seth Rogen, and that's the only one that's really kind of cemented itself as being a newer Christmas film. Other than that, it's going way back to right around the early 2000s. Yeah, it's... Uh, I. I think Bad Santa really did kind of start that the whole R-rated Christmas yeah. thing. And uh, like you said, the night before, and there's been some that have done it well, but uh, there's been a lot of copycats that haven't necessarily pulled it off, our, ourself with the sequel included. So it's uh, we got accused maybe a little copying ourselves there. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a, personally a fan of the old classics, though. I like the... Uh, all the old cartoons, the Grinch and all Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> so I'm pretty basic when it comes to that. But uh, no, yeah, I haven't seen too many of the newer ones. No. Nah. Well, I mean, we're not going to release this till a bit um, closer to the Christmas. So I've got a hat just to at least we look a bit more Christmassy when it gets released. <laughs> but uh, thank you for giving us your time today. Uh, we do really appreciate it. And um, I saw that at least if it's correct it's your birthday today so um it, yes happy it birthday. is my birthday thank happy you very much happy birthday too thank you for giving us your time yeah, yeah. no worries hopefully you enjoy your, you. your birthday weekend i oh i will i can promise you that <laughs> <laughs> thank you oh brilliant thanks, thanks very much guys nice, Bye. Take care. nice. Bye. Bye.